All right, welcome back to the show. Luke Lipinski here with you. We're joined now by Kyle Goon, Laker beat writer for the Orange County Register uh, after yesterday's Game 1 and heading into tomorrow's Game 2. Kyle, first of all, appreciate the time. Um, what's, uh, what is your feeling on, on just on how this series is being viewed now in Southern California? And, and did it change dramatically after yesterday, or is that kind of still, you know, people take a wait and see because it's LeBron? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's right now it's the latter. Um, I think there's definitely frustration um, just because, you know, the, the Lakers' best players didn't play that well. Um, I think a lot of frustration about Anthony Davis. Um, only 13 points. Uh, that is that is not a lot of points from AD, especially just two weeks removed after he scored 42 points against this team. And, and I think to his credit, AD kind of, took that on himself. He said, I, you know, we can't win a game, let alone a series. If I'm playing this way, uh, I take full responsibility. I'm going to be better in game two. And historically, I mean, he has been, uh, you know, last year, the Lakers lost uh, round one games, game one to uh, Portland and, and to Houston. And obviously at then they were the favorite. Um, I'd say, you know, this series that they've been obviously the gambling favorite, the expert favorite, but, with home with home court advantage for Phoenix, it's not exactly the same beast, right? So um, I think it it might be a little different, and there's definitely some frustration in Southern California among Laker fans. But I wouldn't say uh, it's reached the point of despair. You know, you bring up a great point with Anthony Davis. We were doing like three hours of pregame yesterday, and that's the name we kept coming back to. You know, everybody looks at LeBron. Obviously, he's one of the greatest players of all time. But Anthony Davis in particular seemed to pose the biggest matchup issues for the Suns, and he still could, obviously. It's only one game in the series. But when you look at what happened to him yesterday, how much of that in your mind was because of the Suns? How much of that was Anthony Davis either not being 100% or maybe just not being completely dialed in? Yeah, I mean, I... Mean, I the best split I could give it probably is, is 50, 50. Um, you know, obviously the Suns have, have been a pretty competent defensive team this year. And, and frankly, you know, he's being guarded by Jay Crowder, who is a guy who faced him last year in the finals. I mean, that's a, that's not a bad matchup for Phoenix, even though, you know, the conventionally no, nobody's good on Anthony <laughs> Davis. There's, there's very few defenders who are good on Anthony Davis. Um, but uh, I think Jay Crowder just has a sense of toughness and awareness that um, that helps, and he has a history. Um, but, you know, frankly, Monty Williams said today himself, where he said you, you expect great players to make shots, and he didn't make shots. Um, I, I believe he was 5-4-16, so it's never great when you have um, 16 shots and 13 points to show for it. So he, he hit some stuff in the mid-range, or he missed some stuff in the mid-range, uh, that wasn't there. He he's been really struggling from three point range. I'm not even sure that he should be taking three pointers um, that he's been taking recently. Um, but I, I think you know that sometimes that comes and goes with him, and, and it's not unusual. Um, you know, Lakers fans have seen it before, um, and and frankly, the Lakers have a history of of starting series a little slow, uh, and Anthony Davis is a part of that. Um, I think it is a little surprising that. Um, basically every game has been meaningful for the Lakers for about two weeks now, and you really don't see that kind of urgency. So from from him on down, I think um, there's a lot of accountability to be taken for what happened. 
Talking to Kyle Goon, Laker beat writer for the OC Register. Kyle, when you look at the supporting cast outside of LeBron and Anthony Davis, just even just comparing it to last year, obviously they win the title last year. I mean, do you see this year's supporting cast as you know, better, worse, just maybe a little bit different? I, I guess I guess the reason I'm asking is because it seems like with guys like Andre Drummond and Anthony Davis, it should be a dominant front court, and maybe it still will be. But there's also kind of a sense where maybe all the pieces don't quite fit together yet. Yeah, and, and that's. I mean, that's been the struggle almost all year. Um, and, and certainly the back half of this year where they, you know, didn't have AD and LeBron together, um, except for, you know, four games in the, in the second half of the season. So, um, you know, they, they really don't have a strong sense of, of what they are. Um, they, they, they don't have a strong sense of the spacing, especially when it comes to, Andre Jumman and Anthony Davis playing together on offense. You see offensively, they really bog down. Um, I thought, you know, they have some moments where they show that, you know, if they can be successful in running some pick and rolls, um, Andre Drummond can kind of, kind of be a dump off option. But the fact is when those two guys play together on offense, um, you know, that Anthony Davis has to hit mid range shots for that to, to be effective because, um, it's just a little too easy to pull Andre Dubbins defender off of him and double Anthony Davis in the post and, and be able to recover easily. So th- there's a technical problem there with playing those two guys together on offense. And, and if Anthony Davis isn't hitting mid-range shots, there's no space for Andre Drummond to work. Um, so it's there's a lot of technical toughness there. Um, I would say overall, if you look at the roster that the Lakers have, the supporting cast is more talented. I mean, you'd rather have Dennis Schroeder, a guy who can who can put up, you know, 25 points in a game. Um, and there was really nobody last year on the roster who could do that in the playoffs. And Dennis Schroeder has shown he's capable of doing that. Um, Andre Drummond is probably a better, a more talented center than they had last year. But like you said, the pieces just have not fit together yet. So I think the, the talent quotient is higher, but but the chemistry aspect is just not at the level as it was last year when the roles were really, really well-defined. Well, I guess sort of building off that and bringing it back to LeBron, I mean, I'm not going to ask you to be a doctor, but does sometimes it's tough to tell with him, and obviously a lot's being asked of him to at times maybe carry this team on his shoulders completely. I, I don't know. I mean, he didn't look like LeBron to me yesterday. He was hitting his shots, but he also just, I mean, typically LeBron can take over a, a lot of these games, especially in the playoffs. I mean, how much of that in your mind was simply, this is a game one. He's been there before. We all know how good his record is, even when he loses game one. And how much of that is still concerned with the ankle or, or just being banged up this season? Yeah, I, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I think um, LeBron does feel out game ones. And, and more recently, he has not, um, been successful in game one, especially in the first round. Um, and, and you see him kind of gaining strength as the series goes along, as he, he reads the matchups, as he understands, you know, how certain defensive rotations are going to work. I think he did make some, some really good passes that just weren't finished yesterday. Um, some really good stuff in traffic. But the the biggest thing that stands out to me is, since he, uh, he he played in, in this last game of the season against the Kings into the fourth quarter and, and turned his ankle again. Um, and, and at the time he said it wasn't a big deal, he'd be fine. But we have not seen him dunk since then. We've not seen him dunk a basketball. And we're talking about LeBron James. Like, 
that if that doesn't tell you where his ankle's at, like that, then nothing else does. I mean, it, he's just physically not able to impose himself um, vertically like like he's been in the past. I think he's still able to get to the rim at certain points. He's still able to finish because he has soft hands, but the above the rim game right now is I don't think it's quite there for him. I I don't know. Um, you know, how fast his ankle is going to heal or, or what, but it may not be there for him this series, which is a critical tool. He's got a lot of tools, but that's, that's a big one. You know, obviously for the Lakers to win and do what they do, it's going to have to be LeBron and Anthony Davis. And you talked a little bit about the supporting cast, but I mean, in your mind, if you're looking forward now, the rest of the series, if the Lakers were to come back, who is another player outside of those main two and maybe even throw Schroeder in there as well, outside of main, those, those main three that you think has to step up for this team. Yeah, I mean, I think a really easy one is Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Um, yesterday, I, I actually don't remember off the top of my head where he finished uh, shooting, but at one point he was one for seven on threes. And the way that this team operates, they just need a three-point shooter to be hot, and more times than not this season, it's been KCP. So that's a really easy one where, hey, if he hits um, – you know, two more threes than he did, you know, it's a three-point game, not a nine-point game, right? So mm-hmm. that's just more life right there. I think in one sense, the Lakers have to be encouraged that they were able to 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 withstand a big performance by Devin Booker and, and only hold the Suns to 99 points. And, you know, if you're looking at that number, you're the Lakers like, well, we can score more than 99 points next time. I, I, don't, I don't think that will hold up throughout the series, but I think they just got to be looking for some of those shots to fall. And, and KCP was a guy who got a lot of open looks and, and didn't drill them. Um, I, I expect that he'll have a few games this series where he does, and that'll be a huge lift uh, to Lakers offense. Uh, last one for you. We have, we have history here in Phoenix going way back with, with players getting into a skirmish and then getting suspended and completely altering the series. And obviously <laughs> we, we, didn't re- yes. re- we didn't hit that uh, line quite yesterday, but what did you think of, of what happened? And do you think that carries over at all into game two and beyond? I, I don't know. I mean, like the Lakers were not playing a good game. Right. And, and, Alex Caruso um, is a guy who, well, he, Al, Alex Caruso was begging for something to happen. I'll, I'll put it that way. He, he was he was running his mouth a little bit before that. He had drawn two charges, um, and then that little collision happens with Chris Paul and LeBron or whatever the heck that was, um, and and then of course off ball campaign and Alex Caruso get into it. So I, I kind of view it as. That's a veteran player um, baiting a, a well. Campaign isn't really that much younger, but baiting a slightly less experienced player to into something. Um, and and campaign bit, and he said today after Suns practice, you know, I regret that. That's not what I'm about. It shouldn't have happened. Um, and I think that was a moment where the Lakers were looking for something, anything to get going. And I think Alex Caruso was trying to create a little bit of a flashpoint so so they could build momentum. And then they just missed shots down the stretch. They just missed some more shots. So um, I don't know if that will have a speci- special carryover. I think in general, if you're the sun and you're less experienced, you have a lot of guys who are, are making their playoff debut or they're you know playing maybe their second or third playoff series in their careers. You, you got to be aware. You got to, and I think it'll be a teaching point for Monty Williams to say we can't get dragged into this stuff. 
we, we played a good game yesterday when we were allowed to play our game. Um, just keep at it. So I, I, that's what I would think would happen out of that. Kyle Goon, great stuff, man. I appreciate the time. I know you're busy right now. Enjoy the rest of the series. I, I guess from Phoenix, don't enjoy the rest of the series too much, but enjoy the rest of the series. No, it's, it's been fun. It's been fun seeing the fans. It's been fun. It was fun being in the crowd. I mean, that's the uh, most packed gym I've been in um, since March of 2020. So, and I, I know I went to the bubble. I saw all the games in the bubble. And it's just a different experience when you have the crowd there. So I enjoyed it as much as I'm sure the fans in Phoenix were enjoying it, for sure. Yeah, that was the first time we've had that really here, too. So, uh, yeah, it's just better for everybody to have some fans at these games, finally. Kyle, thanks a lot, man. Thanks, Luke. All right, thanks. Take care. That's Kyle Goon of the OC Register. I, yeah, I can't even imagine going from covering NBA playoff games in the bubble last season to covering that game yesterday, which it's not just, okay, you have a big crowd finally. We haven't seen a lot of those because we haven't been able to, but that's a crowd that's been waiting 11 years for a playoff game. And really, if we're being honest, they've been waiting 11 years specifically for a playoff game against the Lakers, and they got it yesterday. So, yeah, good stuff there from Kyle. We'll come back. Obviously, more on this series that is next on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.